Tonight's episode is brought to you by Click Gaming, a freelance esports tournament company based out of Oklahoma. If you're located in the U.S. and need esports services, this is the ultimate gaming company for you. Contact Johnny Weaver at ICChiller at att.net. That's I-C-Y-C-H-I-L-L-E-R. Tonight on the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Villains, voices, and video games. All from the past. This one's for the history books. Wait, nope, they tore it out. Oh, nope, they put it back. And now, the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast, episode 71. And tonight, 71? That is right, 71. 71 weeks in, baby. Had to interrupt you since Ryan's not here. Yeah, well, somebody's got to do it, right? So That's right. You, you did the right thing, keeping the tradition alive. Well, uh, I'm Clinton Stanley, and that beautiful voice that you just heard interrupting me, um, that's the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Hunter Venable. Hunter. That's me. That's welcome. me. Thank you very much. Glad to be here, <laughs> as always. Yeah, yeah. And Ryan will be joining us, uh, as, we, as we suspect. Um, he had to take an emergency phone call, but he, uh, he will be back. Uh, when he can. But uh, let's go ahead and just uh, get right into it. A lot going on in the gaming scene this past week. Um, We've had some shutdowns, some new releases, you know, kind of crazy. We did last week, we went over the PlayStation 5 games reveal. So if you didn't listen to that one, guys, go on back and listen to episode 70, um, where we take on PlayStation's uh, games reveal and Kind of put our thoughts and our spin on what we uh, what we felt uh, the event had to to offer. And uh, Hunter, welcome back to the good old state of Oklahoma. Took you a little thank you, man. Sabbatical. Yeah, we had a little trip out to North Carolina. Um, it was about five days long, and we got, went out to surprise Natalie's mom. Uh, it's her mom and her dad's anniversary this last week, and so you should have seen her face, man. Um, it was cool. I put Rhett in. Uh, my uh, uh, father-in-law's arms and he walked in in the house just with Rhett in his arms <laughs> and I, I was behind with the camera so oh, it's beautiful. he turned the corner into the kitchen and and my mother-in-law was just like what she's on the phone with one of her friends she's like I gotta go I gotta go right now I gotta go <laughs> and she's just freaking out she and, and I asked her I said did you realize what baby that was in his arms and she said at first honestly I didn't know what was going on I just saw that baby and then I realized who it was yeah, and uh, me and Natalie followed them up right after, so it was a cool surprise. We had a great time with family. It was a nice reset. We were chilling in the pool every day, so that's nice. It's a good you time. You can't yeah. beat that. No, no. And Natalie's dad had a good Father's Day, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Had all his kids there, so yeah. Now, how was the trip? I mean, for all the dads out there, all the delirious dads, uh, and how is the trip with a with a baby? You know, what 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 preparation you know, goes into uh, you know, taking a baby on a plane because sometimes it's hard enough to just go to a restaurant, right? Um, so let alone well, go on a on a on a plane trip. We did download the entire fifth uh, season of Little Einsteins. Okay, um, and 
uh, that works to some extent. He didn't even get through one episode, so it's kind of overkill to get the whole thing, but I'm sure we'll use it in the future. Um, but, you know, it's honestly, if I'm real with myself, the stress that comes with it is all brought on by yourself. Because mm-hmm. I was I was really worried about it the whole time, and and I was I was worried before we went, thinking you know of how we were going to keep him calm. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's some of you dads out there that have babies that are in the stage right now, but he screams just like there's there doesn't need to be anything wrong. He just screams when he wants to scream. <laughs> yeah. So that was my that was my like big worry and issue is like if this kid just wants to go on a scream rampage. I don't have anything to help. And these guys on this plane are just going to, you know, want to kill me, but it, it worked out. He uh, slept really well on the big flight. We had a one, two hour flight and we had one flight, 45 minute flight because mm-hmm. we flew into Charlotte and then Charlotte to Greensboro. Okay. And so the long flights, God, thank God he, he slept on the long flights and uh, the first on the way there, he slept about an hour and then on the way back, he slept about an hour. So, okay. He was unsettled at some point. He got tired of it, you know, because he is only 11 months, but it worked out. We kept him busy and it was a little stressful, but in the end, it, it was good. I mean, we good. made it. So, well, did you get any gaming in at all or did you take the Switch? Oh, with yeah. You? I took my Switch. I played a lot of Mario. Okay. Um, Which uh, was it, Mario Odyssey? Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I played a lot of Mario Odyssey. I borrowed from my friend and then I uh, had uh, Zelda too, but Breath of the Wild, but I haven't played that in a little while that that game is so big and there's just so much to it it's just overwhelming sometimes yeah. <laughs> you're just like ah, i want to play something a little soft more soft-hearted and yeah that i don't have to focus so hard on well so, you can put it down easier right you can kind of pick it yeah, up and go exactly exactly like yeah. mario odyssey it's just like you can pause in the middle of a level and you're cool i mean okay so now that you've had some experience because i think when you first got the switch we didn't really have uh, much of a report on your end because you only had the workout game. So how was right. so far now that you've got to dig your teeth into it? What do you think of Mario uh, Odyssey? I love it. Um, I Here's the thing, too, is and for me, I love the originals mm-hmm. so much that when they started coming out with some of these newer 3D Marios, I wasn't a fan of them. Um, I hmm. thought they were kind of like silly, I guess, but this one really has made me kind of a believer of all the Mario's, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, I really enjoy it. I think it's cool how they do the levels in this one. And, and uh, it is, you know, it is goofy how you can go to a world and ride a T-Rex and then you go to the next world and it's a water world. And it's just cool. Right. You know, yeah, that's it's, cool. it's really cool. It is fun to beat the levels, but at the same time, it's more of a laid back, relaxing game. Like I said, mm-hmm. you know, it's a platformer and it's not really like, I never felt like, like in Zelda, I could get legitimately stressed if I'm like trying to really get past a certain level, you know, right. to get, yeah, it's Mario. So it doesn't take itself too serious. Yeah. But I enjoy it. Um, uh, and like I said, I don't, I haven't played a ton. I literally have that workout game. I have Odyssey and I have Zelda right now, but okay. those three, um, can keep me busy for a long time <laughs> so and, and just the fact of having the switch is an awesome if anybody's out there thinking about getting a switch it's worth it just to, for the fact of being able to take like a full game mm-hmm. on travel with you. like yeah. you know if, if, for instance like on on a plane i remember you know a couple of years ago when i was a little younger even with my parents having the mobile games mm-hmm. but all the mobile games get so old after a while because you're doing the same thing over and over again you know 
Right. Um, and so having something like this where you have options, and to be honest, I didn't get to play it that much on the plane because of my son. But um, at my at my uh, uh, step or my uh, step parents, my uh, my in laws' house, I was able, you know, on the downtime to just whip it out and play some video games, and they don't have any, you know, uh, consoles there, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah get my gaming fix in. So if you're thinking all that to say, if you're thinking about getting a switch is a good investment. It really is. Um, I like Nintendo. I always have liked Nintendo. I like, I had the Wii and everything. And so um, it's a good investment. I like it for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. I really want a Nintendo switch. It's just uh, when to pull the trigger. Cause I want to pull the trigger once the girls right. or at least Claire is old enough to play it with me. Right. And you can have the Mario party and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. fun. Yeah. As far as our plans tonight for the podcast, uh, we're doing some gaming news. We're going to discuss some Mixer news. We're going to discuss um, some Crash Bandicoot news. Um, it's going to be a fun a fun little uh, news extravaganza. We're splitting yes. it up tonight. So we're doing uh, myself, Hunter, and when Ryan gets here, he will share I'm his here. news. Boom, there he is. Welcome, Ryan. Ta-da. Um, Here he is. And then, guys, we're going to be doing a a, a dive into uh, Valorant. It's a PC-only game. Esports, you know, very competitive first-person shooter. Uh, We're going to discuss that, give our review. I think we've we've all had enough time to to play, and so we're going to discuss it, give you our thoughts, um, and uh, give you our scores on what we think of Valorant. Leaks for Geeks! What's that time, guys, for Leaks for the Geeks? The news for the dudes, for the dads, for the gals. The D's and the G's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, Yeah, so we're going to get started. Hunter, you brought us some news. Let's I did. I got a, I got a couple crispy things here. Some, okay. some morsels. Some little so, morsels. I like morsels. Uh, I'm gonna start with Halo Infinite. Ooh. So Halo Infinite teaser trailer uh, came out and it was real basic. It's just of a monitor like screen that was sending out a message. And the Halo Infinite teaser uh, seems like it's marking the return of the banished. And if you're a Halo fan, you know what the Banished is. Um, it, it is an ominous threat in the Halo universe. So uh, it says, ahead of the expected gameplay reveal during Microsoft July Xbox 2020 event, a short teaser for a, a Halo Infinite has been shared on the game's official Twitter account. The teaser features the ominous warning from a member of the Banished. A splinter group from the series main antagonist, the Covenant. The Banished first made its appearance in Halo Wars 2, which took place after the events of Halo 5. The Banished rejected the ideology of the Covenant, and they broke away from their uh, they broke away from the Covenant. Basically, they they split parts with them, led by um, I forgot I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, Atriox. Um, Halo Wars 2 chronicles and the conflict between the Banished and the crew of the UNSC, which is what, if you guys don't know, that's Master Chief and, and his crew. Mm-hmm. 
All his um, clones. Yeah, which eventually spilled over into the new Halo installation. So um, how this connects to Halo Infinite is still unclear, but it's a hint at the direction the sequel might be taking. And so basically it says it's, pa- it's going to be powered by a brand new engine called uh, Slip Space. Uh, Halo Infinite is expected to be one of the highlights of the Xbox 2020 showcase. Although the exact date of the event has yet to be confirmed, Halo Infinite will launch for both Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Ooh, okay. Nice. Um, And just to quote what these guys said on this teaser trailer, it said, The hour approaches. Our forces occupy the ring. Within hours, it will be under our control. Humanity will burn. Their Brazen defense... er, defiance will be but a memory no more prophets no more lies we stand together brothers to the end we are are his will we are his legacy we are the banished Hmm, i like that so they're expecting that to be so this xbox uh, event that they're talking about that's coming up is going to be our equivalent to what playstation just recently did correct Mm -hmm. yes sir sounds like it that is correct okay so that's going to be pretty cool i mean surely it'll be within the next couple months i mean because we're going right into into the holiday season before you know it we're already almost mm-hmm. done with june so um i'm surprised they haven't nailed a date down yet uh when they're going to do that yeah. one of the things that popped in my head when you're reading that was i hadn't really given much thought to the fact that these games pretty much all of them for right now are going to be coming out for xbox one and uh the new xbox but my question kind of starts to go, I wonder how long they'll continue making stuff for Xbox One. Because Xbox One is by no, by no means um, behind the curve, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that Xbox One or PlayStation 4 is uh, feels like it's clunky or needs to be updated necessarily, if that makes sense. Though they've been out for a while, they both perform very well. And I think you're going to have a lot of people, at least for the first couple of years, who just want to keep playing their old-gen console. Mm-hmm. That's funny you brought that up. How long do you think that, um, how long has Xbox One been out? I think Xbox One's been five years or a little bit more maybe. And I mean, that's a good amount of time. But uh, the reason I say that is because my buddy came and stayed with me a couple weekends ago and he was out to buy a 360 again because he wanted to get the NCAA games because they don't Mm. make them anymore. And so we went around and we, we found a 360, no problem. Um, the one uh, game he wanted is super rare. Like people are selling it for a ridiculous amount of money on. It's the last NCA game made, you know. So oh, really? you can find the ones. And I probably had that one, so I should have kept it. I do. It's. <laughs> I think it's still at my parents' house, actually, in the closet. Um, but the thing is, is we looked at, and on GameStop.com, you can buy it for like seventy bucks, which is expensive. But people are selling it for like two hundred fifty bucks on eBay and stuff like that. Mm. Okay. So anyways, all that to say is we found some of the older ones, like 2010. The last one they made was 2013. Um, And I just was curious because I love Guitar Hero. I was going around looking at these different places for, like, guitars for Guitar Hero and to see what they had. They had the games, but they didn't have any of the remotes. Yep, you got to be on, like, Facebook and stuff to find that stuff. And even uh, we got it at Vintage Stock. They only had one Xbox 360 remote. They didn't even Mm -hmm. have any more. And then we went to GameStop. Well, GameStop's restructured all their stuff. They don't have any of the old stuff either. Yep, they don't care. didn't that. have it. So like you said, the only place to find them right now is online, like like on right. Facebook or maybe yeah. eBay, or maybe you can order on Amazon, new ones. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just kind of crazy to think, you know, 
you say five years, but I mean, how if Ron says how fast is five years ago, man? It's fast. I mean, I mean, when we were young and kids, it felt like forever, right? Forever, like yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely weird. You know, you mentioned that with um, 360 stuff going out. Um, you know, my Super Nintendo that I have only has one controller, and I wanted mm-hmm. Claire to play a game with me one night. And so there's a little uh, store up here down the road from me that does some. They're kind of like a mom and pop vintage stock type deal. It's actually okay. a collaboration of they have a a vape shop on one side and video uh, games. and their video games are on the other part. It's kind of right. se- it's still in the same room but separate sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he was selling. He had he didn't have the original Super Nintendo controllers, but they had these new controllers that were like replicas, still oh, okay. the same way and everything. It was just that a, a companies started making making replicas that look just like it. It's just right. it doesn't say Super Nintendo on it. Did he have any Guitar Hero stuff? Because I'm still on the hunt. I don't know. I could go up there and check. <laughs> I haven't been up there since the Rona hit. So. And I know you guys in the comments saying, Hunter, Hunter, they have Guitar Hero for PS4. No, it's not the same. It's not the <laughs> yeah. same. They yeah. got the new guitars that all have solid colors, and you actually have to go on top and on bottom. I don't want all that jazz. I want the old... Blue, red, flip, green, flipping, yellow, yeah. the ones that makes you think you just like the best yeah. guitar player ever in the world. Yeah. 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 We weren't we weren't going for super realism, okay? If yeah. we want to go for super realism, we'll go buy a guitar. Play the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey man, right. that brother. So next on my list, this is just a quick one. I'm not gonna go super into this, but Star Wars Episode One Racer is out now on PS4 and Switch. Mm-hmm. So Pretty cool. Uh, it's not a remake. I mean, it is. It it they've just made it possible to play on these <laughs> platforms. The right, it's more like a reformatted. Yeah. So I looked yeah. at the vi- the video game p- gameplay, and it it still it looks pretty rough. Okay. <laughs> I mean, back then when it launched, it wasn't. But now, if you're comparing right. it to some of the games, but I mean, it, if you're out for nostalgia, you don't care. So, um, and this is definitely nostalgic. I remember playing this. Uh, I don't remember what it was on but i definitely remember having this on one of my older consoles so yeah so the star wars racer is this like the the pod racing that they did in the the movie and stuff and it was all i remember this so did this come out on playstation 2 back in the day yes okay yes okay and that's That's... the only console that i would have played it on because it looks like it's before xbox 60s time okay so they So Star but, Wars pretty much they just gave Xbox the shaft on that and was like, hey, we're gonna right. keep it on PlayStation and then we'll let Nintendo have a little piece. Yeah, right. probably. That's why I guess that would make sense too. Why it's not yeah. on? Which so. d- which does make sense because they've had those b- business dealings back then, you know, mm-hmm. on PlayStation and they had done some Nintendo stuff with Nintendo. So right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because it's saying on here. I went down a little bit and it said it was followed by a sequel on ps2 okay so it may have been on it says so was it playstation then we talking playstation it says something on here about pc and n64 so maybe it was n64 maybe that's mm. what it was okay yeah that's I had way a, back I maybe had, i had an n64 so, so this that is sense. this is on playstation 4 i'm thinking about going and i might get that just because it's so stinking old Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Be super cool. it's 15 bucks i mean that's well you know i feel I was, like we could drop it a little more than that guys but you know yeah whatever. yeah if they'll no hurry and do another sell we could get it for cheap <laughs> yeah yeah for sure 
All right. And speaking of cells, let's segue into this next one, and I'll, I'll be done here. I'll go through this quick because it's kind of a long article. But retro and remastered PS4 games um, are getting steep discounts this week on PS4. And I know, I know, I'm sorry. I'm all PS4, it seems like. But look at my background. I'm a PS4 man. I'm a PS. I'm a Sony guy. Okay. PlayStation's annual Days of Play sale just ended. But if you're still looking for some great deals on PS4 games, the PlayStation mm-hmm. Store has you covered. In addition to two bargain-focused sales that are still running until next week, PlayStation has kicked off an, a remastered and retro sale featuring deals on popular franchises such as Resident Evil, Borderlands, Devil May Cry, and more. The sale runs until July 2nd, which nice. gives you two weeks to make your picks. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of deals on the Resident Evil games. Um, I'm just going to run through these real fast, okay, and give okay. you some numbers here. Uh, Bayonetta and Vanquish 10th Anniversary Bundle is $30. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, $20. Borderlands Game of the Year Edition, $12. Borderlands The Handsome Collection, $13. Okay. Burnout Paradise Remastered, $10. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, $16. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, $20. Devil May Cry HD Collection and 4SE Bundle, $22.49. Uh, the Disney Afternoon Collection, $5. Lumi's, uh, no, Lumines, Lumines Remastered, never heard of that, $7.49. Okay. Uh, Mark of the Ninja Remastered, $9. Mega okay. Man Legacy Collection, one and two combo pack. Mega Man, that's cool, 15 bucks. Metro Metro Redux is seven forty nine. Now that's cool because Metro Redux is actually um, Metro two two thousand thirty three and Metro Last Night together. Okay, okay so it's a combo that's, pack. It's a combo pack. Two games for seven dollars, and it's it's a highly rated game. Uh, Metro is um, Okami HD is ten dollars. Now here's our Resident Evil. All, all of our Resident Evil stuff right here. This is kind of the the cool stuff, I, I believe, what's worth the sale in this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Deluxe Edition, $23. Uh, Resident Evil 4, $8. Resident Evil 5, $8. Resident Evil 6, $8. So all those are eight apiece. Mm-hmm. And you get the Resident Evil Deluxe Origins bundle, which is Resident Evil and Resident Evil 0 for $10. That would uh, be worth getting. Yeah, so you could get, I mean, just... Pack out. You just be resident evil out. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, Get ready Shin- for village, baby. Yeah. Shinumi 1 and 2, $12. This one I'm excited about too. Spyro uh, uh, Re- Reignited. Sorry. Spyro Reignited Trilogy, $20. Bucks. Um, I want to play that. Um, and then Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Uh, those are the best deals of this week. Um, and so, yeah, man, that's a lot of games. And yeah, so definitely. Prices. I don't mean I don't see any. There's only one on here that's thirty bucks, and nothing over thirty bucks. And so, now that um, that Spyro reignited, that's the remaster, correct? Yes, uh, and I just think like that day with Crash Bandicoot. Yes, it's a three game Spyro trilogy. Cool. So, oh, okay, yeah. um, that's a great price. Twenty bucks for that. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go beg my wife to let me get Spyro. Mm-hmm. I put I put money on the fact that some of these remasters and get re-release type stuff is getting at least partially done by AI right now. 
because I don't think it's any coincidence that we saw this AI technology about eight months ago that really got big. And now it's just like old games, old games, old games, old games, <laughs> just getting pumped out. And they're getting pumped out for nothing a lot of times, you know, 10 bucks, mm-hmm. 15 bucks. Well, unless and you're so Blizzard. Not- if you're Blizzard, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. These games, they're they're obviously not putting too much time into them or they wouldn't sell them for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. So it's got to be partially AI driven with these new systems, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm kind of weird, though. I'm like that. I'm like that guy even with movies where it's like, oh, you're going to remake. Uh, I don't know. You're going to remake Wizard of Oz, for instance. Like mm-hmm. That's one that just to me shouldn't be remade. Right. We watch well, a remake it, and a remaster is different, but yeah. Uh, it's, it, to me, it's kind of, well, I guess maybe it's not so much different because you still have the same play style, but, you know, there's just something to that old coat of paint that you got, you know? Yeah. Just like, I don't know. Like, if I'm watching Little Mermaid and I can watch Little Mermaid remastered, I'm going remastered. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch those bright, vivid colors instead of that washed out, like, is this really what we used to watch? <laughs> like, it's almost unbelievable. Hey, hey, the, the, the old like. Disney stuff still holds up, though. Yeah, it doesn't hold up to the new stuff. I'm not talking about old versus new. I'm talking about old versus rebrightened and refreshed old. That oh, okay. You're just saying they go in and up, up res it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, don't yeah. remake the show. They just mm-hmm. they just make it better graphics, I'm a little bit sharper and bright colors. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. You've got to have some of that. You just don't yeah. want the old four by three. Just, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, little clumps of exactly. uh, chunks out of the little film, you know, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. But is a remaster, is game remaster the same? No. That's that's the question. No. Like Resident Evil 2 was definitely not just sharper looking. You know what I mean? It wasn't just brighter colors. It was redone. Yeah, that's like a complete overhaul. Yeah. Yeah, that specific one was redone well. So I don't Mm -hmm. really have any complaints. But yes, commonly, it does take away some of the nostalgia when you play the redone one. I'd rather see them just port the old one over and let me have some fun. Now, here's a question. I, don't know, man. I think for, for, I mean, for Crash Bandicoot, like, there's obvious differences in the graphics. Like, even yeah. like some of the. But didn't the they give. Didn't they, didn't are they, like super cool looking now. Yeah, but didn't they give you the ability to, like, you go back and play it with the original graphics? I, I don't know if they have. I haven't looked into that. Not but. only that, the gameplay of, of the new Crash just looks better. That's more like the Disney movie comparison. It doesn't look like they changed anything about the way the game plays or right, the layout of the maps. It's just sharper, cleaner, brighter. Sharper, yeah. Yeah, so I'm down they, for that. The graphics that they've done for, like, they've upped graphics. They've definitely added two graphics of the characters mm-hmm. so that they look, like, different. Like, the crabs, for right. instance, on the very first level are so well done now that it's like, there's no way it, it looks like it's a new, new right. villain. Right. Well, I get that. But I still love the lay because the layout's the same, the, the, the levels are the same, the sounds mm-hmm. are the same. So it's, mm-hmm. it's nostalgic, yeah, but it's also like, I'm good with that. It makes you drool. Cause it's mm-hmm. just yeah. so like, man, that's like, awesome. that's like when I watched the preview, uh, that Clint might pull it up when we go to crash bandicoot news for tonight. Uh, the new crash bandicoot preview looks amazing. I think it mm-hmm. looks great. Yeah. Well, you know, you say that, like, I give that old World of Warcraft uh, example for me when they did the zombies or the undead. Mm -hmm. There was Mm -hmm. one that looked really weird. Like, it looked like he was just had like a black, like, I don't know, black skin on his on his lower jaw. It just kind of looked weird. 
And then there was another one where there was like this thing hanging, but you never could tell what it was. Well, then when they hmm. updated, when they updated their undead and, you know, brought them up to the current day standards, all of a sudden I realized that black thing was an iron jaw that was like bolted mm-hmm. into the, into the jaw. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the, the thing hanging was the dude's tongue. He didn't have a jaw. It was just the tongue hanging out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you never could tell back in the day because graphics were so big. Right. You know? Right. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Honestly. <laughs> so I guess I get I that. You can see about it, it's like clicking in my head. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you can see the, the vision of the original artists. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what they were trying to create. It just what sucks, didn't is, come across. What sucks is back then people used to be able to draw just as well. Right. You just couldn't bring it to life in a game. So you're like, you just had to be OK with it looking like a turd. You're like, that's not at all what I imagined when I was making that character. But it's all we can do is all the. You know, that's all that can be handled by the system. You know what I mean? So that's why we have to we have to thank our uh, our Nintendo uh, pioneers back in the day with the two with mm-hmm. the eight bit. You know. Oh yeah. Thank, yeah. Thank you for pushing through. We know you right. didn't get to make the game you wanted to. Right. Oh yeah. 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 There's no way these guys imagined uh, you know centipede the way it was. <laughs> no, oh, this is gonna be sweet. We'll have these little little blocks that jump around and you shoot them. No, no, we no, did that. Didn't happen. Well, Ryan, what Anyways, you got for us? Crash Bandicoot. I just realized that was at me, so we'll just jump in there. Okay. Well, you- uh, <laughs> if you guys haven't heard, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. It's uh, finally coming out with a sequel, and it's actually named It's About Time. And so that's, <laughs> uh, I thought that was a very Crash Bandicoot-y thing to do. This is a direct follow-up to um, uh, Warped, which was the last main one that had come out before any remakes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. and uh, it plays right off of that. This hasn't been announced for PC or Switch yet, so right now I think we're th- looking at just PlayStation, but we'll see. Uh, in the works, he, they said that uh, the guy who also handled the Spyro uh, regenerated or reignited trilogy is who helped work with the Crash 4, uses the same basic platforming for the mm-hmm. gameplay and, and uh, matches up with the original title and the way it used to play very well, but modernized. It says in here that the art style has been overhauled for the latest systems, and you'll be able to play as Neo Cortex alongside Crash Bandicoot and Coco. So mm. that's pretty cool. So you're going to be able to play um, from different, I guess you'd say, vantage points of the story that you've been following all these years. You get to play from both sides. I really okay. liked Warped because it added you know, a lot of dynamics to the way the game played and the variety uh, this is, I think they're just taking it another step further. They're trying to add some more dynamics to it and uh, basically set you up for not feeling like you're just playing the same thing you've played before. Okay. Uh, it says, said at the very end of Crash Bandicoot Warped, uh, the game ha- uh, sees Neocortex, uh, Dr. N. Tropy, and Ultra, and, and Uka Uka, sorry, Uka Uka. That's Uka-uka. funny, I heard it in my head when I read it. Uh, finally, uh, Escape from their remote plant and plant had to say planet. I don't know from the remote plant (laughs) and return for the, uh, for another attempt at multiverse domination. Yeah. I think that was supposed to say planet. That's a typo of, okay. So it says, of course uh, you stand in their way like you always do. And um, you'll have access to four special quantum masks to blend the rules of reality, to bend the rules of reality. Uh, so basically, you're going to be able to wear these masks, and it's going to shape um, the way the gameplay is in each of these modes. So when you have the mask on, 
Uh, it lets you play the platform upside down with one mask. One mask mm-hmm. is going to set you up to where you're slowing down time and you get to, you get to still move fast and freely around the time that's been slowed down. Um, doesn't tell you what the other ones do, but these is going to be a whole new element to the crash experience. We've never had anything, you know, that would do those kind of things. So not That'll only do you play cool. different characters, you'll be able to kind of warp the way it plays. That'll be cool because here's the thing. If you don't know the frustration of not wanting to go fast in that game and then mm-hmm. losing your patience more because you keep dying because you're not being patient, you're not excited for the, the time slowdown thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of those over and over and over and over and over. I can get this. I can get this. I can get this. I can get this. Yeah. And then the more you die, the more you're like, oh, I just want to get get back to where I was at. So you start rushing and then you die on stupid things and you just want to throw your remote down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or you you do throw your remote down and then, you know, you're out of Mm -hmm. the remote. I like their setup on this. You know, the fact that they they, uh, have kind of re-released some of the old stuff just recently, right? We were just talking about it. Mm-hmm. and it kind of get get a little hype going for the game. And then not only that, they didn't go, here's a little leak. We might be working on Crash Bandicoot. They said Crash Bandicoot's coming out, and it's going to be released October 2nd. I mean, they just, boom, all, all in all one, in which is not really how games do nowadays. They kind of leak and, and play around because they don't really know when they're going to release because they don't mm-hmm. know their progress, but they want to build hype still. And mm-hmm. so I appreciate that for sure. Next on my list is, you know, we've been talking about Star Wars, right? Going to the to the Switch and Nintendo getting a little bit of love. I'm going to be talking about a bunch of EA stuff that is going over to the Switch. So some people have already heard about this. Uh, they had leaked that EA was going to be releasing quite a few games over to the Switch. People, of course, have been super amped about what games might come that way and certain games they hoped would come that way, um, such as, like, of course, Mass Effect. Everybody's been wanting that. Mm-hmm. Sims 4 would work well on, on the uh, Nintendo Switch and Dragon Age, those are three of your kind of big ones that a bunch of people were hoping for. Uh, those three are not going. But, oh, <laughs> I like how you, I like how that yeah, was built up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those three, they're not saying they're not, they're just not in the list that's been announced now. Hey, so this that, is going to be probably an ongoing thing of just, games making the transfer. It's just dirty. It's kind of like, hey, kids, here's what Disney World has. Boom, boom, boom. You tell them everything, mm-hmm. right? And you build up mm-hmm. like you're going, and then you're like, yeah, we're going to Six Flags. Yeah, my dad, <laughs> my dad. One time we were coming all the way back from a trip to Oklahoma City, and there's this huge, is near July something or June something. There's huge warehouse like firecracker factory. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Kids, look!" He literally said, "Boys, look at that huge firecracker warehouse." And we're like, "Can we stop? Can we stop?" He's like, "No." <laughs> That's my stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what you just thanks, did. Dad. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, yeah. Dad. So thanks, Ryan. Yeah, no problem. You and EA uh, suck. But I just figured I'd lead with that because people that have been wondering, they're going to go, oh, man, did they finally release what's coming out? Hopefully these are coming. And I just want to let them know they're not. There are other, yeah. games, mm-hmm. there are other games that are. You give them the bad news first. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but just so you guys know, it's not just bad stuff or uh, not good stuff coming over. There still are good games coming over. So you got seven games that are for sure coming right now. That they've announced there's more that people are speculating, but we're not going to go over those because just like the other ones, speculation can only let you down sometimes. Um, but the ones that are coming for sure is Burnout Paradise. That's a it's definitely a fun game and it's a uh, well known game. You got Lost in Random. I don't know what that is, but it's considered one of the top games that's switching over. I've never heard of that. Have you guys? Not played it. 
Nope. Okay. And then, of course, uh, FIFA 21. We all know what that is. Mm-hmm. It's good old football. Um, but obviously, if FIFA 21 goes over, then that means the FIFA will be going over there forever, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's a pretty big franchise uh, to be moving over to Switch or to be sharing over to Switch. They're not going to Switch alone, but you guys get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the rest of them that they're – these are from uh, – says a guy named Jeff uh, Grub or Grub. Uh, put together the list of the other ones that will be coming. He's pretty much trusted um, information leaker slash pre-giver. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody says, you know, if he says it, it's pretty much a done deal. So mm-hmm. the other four um, that are coming out, which I just listed three, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. So then, you, then you've also got uh, Apex Legends, which I know they're going to be excited about that. That's a huge game to be going over the Switch. Um. And you've got uh, EA uh, original, what's it called? Valen Studios. It says former Viserious Visions, folks. I don't know what that is. Never even heard of that one. Hmm. And then you got uh, Plants vs. Zombies. That's actually one a lot of people was hoping would go over to the Switch. Um, and then Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit Remastered. That's a good one, too. So it's definitely not a dud of a list. You've got four or five that are definitely big. I'd say Need for Speed, Plants vs. Zombies, FIFA and Apex Legends is big enough news in itself. That's oh, yeah. quite a few big names switching over to you guys. If you guys are out there playing the Switch and you have these games that you've been wishing you had over there, well, they're coming your way. Um, they had announced that there's going to be uh, quite a few games coming over the next 12 months and, and even two years. This league says you can pretty much expect to see all seven of those in the next three months. So wow. uh, quite a bit of action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let me see if there's anything else that jumped out to me. I don't think so on there. No. So yeah, Apex Legends. That's a pretty bold move since that's an online only game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's, it's kind of funny, but I was just thinking, like, man, I might try it on on Switch because maybe the competitors won't be as harsh. Yeah, that's true. But it's yeah. cross platform, so you'd have to choose for it not to be right, isn't it? Cross platform. Well, that just crushes me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. If it's cross platform, then I'm not even trying. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. There's no winning that one. I wonder if you can just choose to not play in the cross cross platform mode. I'm not sure. I'm also curious to see what the graphics do if they're going to stay similar. Because mm-hmm. I mean, in in um, consoles past of Nintendo, when they mm-hmm. had something switch over to Wii or something, it just ran like a turd. Yeah. No, I, I think most of these are supposed to be mastered for Switch. Yeah. So they're going to be dumbed down, kind of like well, didn't, didn't they bring over The Witcher, and it was definitely brought down. Mm-hmm. Well, it still, it still looks good, but, but yeah. there's games like like in their own artwork that are beautiful on the Switch, like the Mario game I'm playing, Mario Odyssey, right now. The yeah, colors are beautiful. the The graphics are beautiful. But yeah, it it's just because it was originally designed Switch. for it. Yep. Right. Yep. So. Now this in this article here, it's that's basically what EA is saying. We're not just porting these over; that these are now going to be we're going to be working with the Switch more. So these okay. are going to be titles like FIFA 21. Uh, the next one, FIFA 22, is going to be made for the Switch. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? From the beginning, right. it's going to be made. Same thing with Apex Legends. Updates will be made with the Switch in mind. Things mm-hmm. like that. So they should be made to run optimally on the Switch. That's that's what they're saying. We'll see right when it happens. But yeah. uh, that's what they're saying. They may have bugs or whatever in the beginning. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it's, it's interesting on games like Apex, um, things like that <laughs> that are ported over to Nintendo just because it's more of a uh, 
a child-friendly base, you know, compared to your your Xbox and your Playstations. Right. Um, with, with the, you know, it's always, there's been this thing of buying stuff online, this free-to-play method, you know, we've seen in the past how mm-hmm. um, some of their strategies, their sell strategies on getting people to buy these these uh, skins or boxes or, you know, whatnot. Yeah, have not um, been accepted well by parents at all, for sure. Right, so it's, it's interesting to start seeing these games getting ported over to the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for the health of Nintendo, because I feel like yes. that's where the Wii uh kind of fell short yep, because definitely. they didn't have any of those big big game titles whereas before that nintendo had always had all the big game titles just like yeah just like playstation, PlayStation or xbox, xbox. Yep. yep yep i agree yeah we kind of migrated to we just were just nintendo only right you know and i think it definitely hurt their their market share for sure yeah. right and i think the switch has, has only done everything the switch has done i haven't seen them make a bad move yet i mean oh, they've yeah. really just been growing 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 and so I think that this is just uh, they're capitalizing on that and saying, yep, let's keep this thing going. we got our momentum back, you know, um, and they're trying to do what they can to implement to to build up their their market share. And I think it's a good idea, especially if these game makers start developing for them just like they used to, like you were talking about. And mm-hmm. we're going to see a big difference. Yeah, because we know Nintendo's got the quality and the, and the money mm-hmm. behind it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, well, that's that's good sure. news for Switch players. Uh, the first thing I wanted to, to kind of run off with um, is the controversial gaming figure known as Billy Mitchell. I don't know if you guys know Billy Mitchell, but you'll probably know once we get into the story. You probably at least heard of the guy before. Um, mm. He used to hold the Pac-Man and Donkey Kong um, world records. Okay. Um, yep. So uh, it, it's been announced here. It says that, uh, and this is from The Verge, that the Guinness... World Records uh, has reversed its 2018 decision to strip Billy Mitchell of his Pac-Man and Donkey Kong world records, according to Ars Technica. In what is the latest twist and a long story about a notorious arcade game master at the center of the documentary The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. Mm. According to Guinness, uh, Mitchell is once again the first to achieve a perfect score on Pac-Man, totaling 3,333,360 3,333,360 points. Oh my gosh. And the first to reach 1 million points on Donkey Kong. But, wow. Guin- but Guinness stands alone in recognizing Mitchell's scores as Twin Galaxies International Scoreboard, an organization, an organization that also audits and awards, uh, awards records, is sticking with its decision to not recognize them. Uh, Mitchell set the Pac Man score in 1999. And the Donkey Kong uh, score that he did, that was 2005. Uh, hmm. But these records face scrutiny after people in the community discovered that Mitchell set them on video game cabinets that were running arcade emulation software, M-A, uh, MAME, M-A-M-E. Uh, Twain Galaxy initiated an investigation, and dis- despite finding inconclusive evidence that he cheated, stripped Mitchell of the records, uh, Guinness... Uh, world records had followed suit uh, at that hmm. time, and then Mitchell ultimately sued Twin Galaxies uh, this year for libel and threatened to sue Guinness. The Twin Galaxies lawsuit is still ongoing. So uh, basically, they're saying, "Hey, you didn't play this on an actual arcade box; you played it on an emulator, which makes right. it not running exactly like it originally did. Right? So it can't there's, count. There's enough tampering there, enough, you know. 
Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So they can't, they don't count it as official. Um, Right. Guinness world records editor, Craig Glenday said in a video released Thursday that existing evidence and newly sourced eyewitness testimonies, plus some new expert gameplay analysis and hardware verification was reviewed uh, before reversing the decision. In the end, we found that there's just wasn't sufficient evidence to support the disqualification across Mm. the board. Uh, Mitchell, he told Ars Technica that Guinness decision was a long time coming and that he knew about, he knew about this decision as far back as December, but the announcement was delayed because the two parties were wrapping up uh, their legal agreement. Uh, so I wonder if he's so. suing them. I mean, he did you don't get paid to be in the Guinness book of record that I know of. Well, he so, was, he was suing twin galaxies. Um, well, he was going to sue both. Right. But what uh, he, I'm saying is what's he suing for defamation of character for calling him a cheater. Like what's, what's yeah. happening there. Falsely calling him a cheater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Without evidence that, basically. Cause it right. ruined his reputation. Okay. Right. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So I was going to say, you can't like sue him for losses. Cause what, you know, right. they're not giving you anything. So yeah, the definition there said that he sued for libel, which is um, a published false statement that is damaging to a person's reputation. Yeah, yeah, defamation of character. Right. So, um, yeah. So that was that's went on. Um, So it's good for him. Some people may disagree, but you know, geez, the guy did get a perfect score. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, still, even on those emulators, it's really hard. No Mm -hmm. joke. Yeah. So good on him. We'll see if uh, we'll see if he wins that suit with Twin Galaxies and gets his name in there back in their books. But um, I think for him, it's more of a it's, well for it's him, big it's, business. It's, it's marketing. Yeah, yeah and it's innocent until proven guilty, right? All of our standards here in America, at least, work as innocent until proven guilty. So you can't just suddenly go. I think someone said you might have done this, so we're going to remove you, even though we have no evidence of it. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't do that. That's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. On to bigger and crazier news. Uh, I was actually on the phone with Ryan when I read this uh, this article. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit shocked. So we've talked about Mixer. Uh, we've talked about Ninja going to Mixer. Um, yep. Well, Microsoft is closing its Mixer service on July 22nd and plans to move existing partners over to Facebook Gaming. Is that crazy? That's, That's crazy nuts. to me. says the surprise annou- announcement means Mixer partners and streamers will be transitioned to Facebook gaming starting uh, as of today, which was, um, this would have been the 22nd of June when this article went out. Um, And the crazier part is uh, from what I've seen, um, it's just kind of a decision of, do we push forward or do we just cut our, cut it right now and move on? It's kind of the, the gist that I'm getting from several articles that I've read with Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Um, says here, uh, Microsoft has struggled to reach the scale needed for Mixer to comp- compete with Twitch, YouTube, and even Facebook Gaming, which has led today's decision. Um, we're started, we're started, we started pretty far behind in terms of where Mixer's monthly active viewers were compared to some of the big players out there, says mm-hmm. Phil Spencer, Microsoft's head of gaming. I think the Mixer community is really going to benefit from the broad audience that Facebook has through their properties and the abilities to reach gamers in a very seamless way through social platform uh, Facebook has. Um, Yeah. I think the scary thing is how much money they put into this because you know, guys like Ninja and stuff, they just literally, they bought those guys out. They said, Mm -hmm. Hey, look, Mm -hmm. come over to mixer. 
we'll pay you this much, even though you're not going to have all your viewers and all this, we'll make up for it. That's mm -hmm. basically what they did. So to dump all that in, and then basically it sounds like uh, they pulled a stadia. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's just like a lot of big hype. Like even if you go back and listen to our shows where we talked about Mixer, we talked about how much they were growing, how big, mm -hmm. how well they were doing. We even debated on going over to Mixer mm -hmm. and starting to use them to promote our show. And so then just to all of a sudden out of nowhere, we're closing our doors. Um, you know, I th definitely think it's a, it's a financial thing. They extended themselves mm -hmm. to a certain point and realized we're going to go under if we don't sell and partner with Facebook. And the, cra the craziest thing is they, they got big, big, like you said, big streamers like Ninja. Mm -hmm. They, they, they snagged Shroud. He's over there. Mm -hmm. Um, they also got, um, uh, popular streamer King, uh, Gath Lion. I think I said that right. Um, you know, he went over there. So, well, there was mixed you know, feelings though from a lot of fans, um, because they said, Hey, you know, Twitch made you. If Twitch didn't exist, you wouldn't exist. That's mm -hmm. how you became anything. And then as soon as this other guy popped up, you ditched him. Because, you you know, in a way, they were like Twitch founders. For, I can't right. speak for all the rest of them, but I was pretty sure Ninja left because of a disagreement with them. Yeah, he, he did. Some there was a disagreement. But it was still the type of deal where the disagreement came. And instead of, in my opinion, you know, instead of figuring out, how to make it work. He just found a better offer, which I mean, I right. guess that's part of, that's part of business, but I know the fans had a bad taste in their mouth with a lot mm -hmm. of the transfers that were happening over to mixer. Well, and just oh, the yeah. way they handle it. So here's the, here's the other uh, caveat to that is they didn't even let their streamers know. Uh, they may, have, they may have let their bigger streamers know like your Ninja, right. your shroud. But yeah. if you were just a normal streamer, you found out when they made the announcement, they didn't send out any emails. Right. I didn't right. see not any notification. It was just like, hey, we're done as of July 22nd. Um, well, that's just kind of how business is done nowadays, though, because if they did tell you, you'd put a leak out. You'd post on this forum and that forum going, what the freak? Mixer's leaving, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and it'd cause all this buzz, and that's just not, you know, people just don't do that. Now they just, boom, drop the bomb, drop the hammer. Yeah, but could you imagine having success on Mixer? You're starting to make your, your name. Yeah. You're, you're, at a, you're at a point where you can possibly do that as your part-time job now, and then, boom. You're going, mm -hmm. you're going to, a, you either go to Facebook gaming or you find a different platform. Right. Crushing. Now that doesn't crushing. mean people won't follow you and you might still make it, but yeah, I'm right. sure within, because Microsoft's been around so long and they're so well-versed in how all that stuff works. When you signed up to them, they've got all the protection they needed. You can't sue them for Oh yeah. I'm sure they're legal anything. proof on you know that. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, as far as the plan goes, it says Microsoft is, uh, Partnering with Facebook to transition existing Mixer viewers and streamers over to the Facebook gaming platform in the coming weeks. Um, on July 22nd, all Mixer sites and apps will automatically redirect to Facebook gaming. Existing Mixer partners will, will be granted partner status with Facebook gaming, and any streamers using the Mixer monetization program will be granted eligibility for Facebook's Level Up program. Mm -hmm. um, Mixer viewers with outstanding Ember balances, channel subscriptions, or Mixer Pro subscriptions will receive Xbox gift card credit. Wow. I don't, I don't really like that one. I'm I like, don't like that. What, what if I don't like your Xbox stuff? What if I right. don't? So, uh, yeah. Mm. When I read that, I was like, ugh, bad taste no, that, in my mouth on that. That should have went towards like um, they should have got credit for Facebook to be able to boost some ads, do some kind of yeah. thing like that to help them promote when they get started. Yeah, something, right? Mm -hmm. 
So, or just uh, just a gift card in general, so I can go spend it on Steam, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or go spend it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, or a refund? How about just a refund? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's weird. That cost them too much money, Ryan. Come on, bad economics. <laughs> this way, they keep it all in house. You know, crazy. You're, you're still oh, yeah. playing on their Xbox platform. We're uh, sorry, more money at our place. Mm-hmm. Now, this article on the Verge does kind of go into a little bit more detail of what I think what the strategy is here, which is they say that the the choice to partner with Facebook is clearly a strategic one. That's also related to broadening the appeal of the upcoming xCloud game streaming service and its overall gaming efforts. It says that Microsoft will work closely with Facebook to bring xCloud to Facebook gaming, allowing viewers to click and immediately play games that people are streaming. Mm. So that could be a big thing um, for them. But, I mean, we'll see because obviously we see what their dedication was with Mixer. Sign right. million-dollar streamers right on, on contract I mean, they, and then, they may see it as hey people aren't going to like this they're going to think it's scary but this is actually a good move for us longevity mm-hmm. they, you know we could be wrong and maybe they weren't going under or whatever you know what i mean uh, and they just decided this was the best plan financially maybe they sure put a lot into the to the branding of mixer to just yeah. close it you know what i mean yeah. now it says here that microsoft will now keep hold of technology that has powered mixer and supported collaborative and low-latency streaming features. Microsoft Teams will start to use part of this Mixer technology in the future to improve real-time interactivity and low-latency streaming, and the Mixer developers involved in this will remain at Microsoft to help with the work on Teams. Applying applying these fan-centric capabilities to new productivity experiences will create immersive ways for Teams to empower people uh, teams and organizations to better engage in virtual gatherings at work and school, says Spencer, which is their, um, what's his face? Yeah. So, hmm. huh, I don't know. Kind of, it just sucks for the people that were on Mixer, I guess. The people that right. really got on board and wanted to support it. I just hate to, as as someone, you know, as we're trying to do, get out there and get your name out there. Yeah. You're, you're trying to build your brand on these platforms. Right. And so um, uh, it says here though, that about an hour after the news broke, Ninja tweeted his first public comment about the shutdown. He explained he now has quote, some decisions to make hmm. end quote, and didn't give any more details about the streaming plans moving forward. Yeah. So, so it's definitely not a, Oh yeah, this is going to be an awesome thing. We're in agreement with it. Kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. He got, he got slam bam. Thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. So here's a Microsoft gift card. Right. Yep. <laughs> Enjoy your Microsoft experience, baby. Which right. is probably you have to, like, have to, have to give him like a two million dollar gift card. That's what I was gonna say it's probably like a penny to him. Oh man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's kind of in limbo. Do you go back to Twitch? Who? You know, you mm-hmm. really kind of burned that bridge. Yeah. So you're trying to make a statement. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as them trying to really work hard to. uh to nurture that relationship. No, I think he's got to go with Facebook. He's just got to roll on. Weird. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's crazy to see that play out, but it, I don't know. That could be good for, for Facebook. So we'll just see if, yeah, we'll see if he's willing to, to do that. Cause I feel like if he goes to Twitch, Twitch might be like nail them on anything they can, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and they might help evolve Facebook gaming into something that it's not too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it might help it develop. So excited to see where he goes for sure. Yeah, me too. Interesting to see what happens to the whole development. I mean, I think, I think Facebook gaming is, has, uh, really taken off in the sense, I think what happened here is mixers like we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're pumping all this in. And then all of a sudden Facebook was like, we're going to do gaming. And then boom, Facebook blew up way faster than mixer did. Right. And mixer was like, Holy crap. What the freak, you know, but you already have, I mean, you have a site or a platform that there's so many people on already. Yep. That's in the way that's what they're saying that all they have to do is click a button at the bottom of the screen to take them to this. Mm-hmm. that yeah, seamless they're... integration you know that brings streaming along with facebook and social media and i think i think mixer just realized it's too much we were already going to compete with twitch and youtube and now all of a sudden we've got this new beast introduced and they're they're passing us up already yeah so they had to, they had to do something you know yeah facebook gaming really threw a wrench in that i mean that would be like us having exclusive um rights to someone up you know in the upper part of facebook and being like all right, we're going to make a Delirious Dads uh, section for Facebook. Well, yeah, we're going to grow, baby. We're going to be huge. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. no choice just with that, you right. know, because you yep. got the Facebook marketing machine behind you. Right. So, <clears throat> yeah. Well, we'll see what they do with it, but it does kind of seem like Microsoft's plan is xCloud, let's take this technology that we have and let's mm-hmm. let's uh, push it into this, you know, this streaming um, route that we want, but I don't know, you know, with, with how we've seen Google, it's just a bold, it's, I, I don't want to say it's a bold move, but it might be a dumb move with how Google's experience has been with, um, you know, with their streaming platform, you know, it's I think just it's kind of up a, in the air. It's not yeah. going to hurt. The only person who's not going to lose is Facebook. They're not going to Yeah. Lose. Facebook's just like, yeah, baby, yeah. here we go again. Yeah. You thought we were done. <laughs> you thought we were obsolete, you know? Uh-huh. TikTok isn't yeah. taking us down. We got this now, you know. Well, shoot, just Facebook's marketplace platform is enough to survive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, it's, it's more alive and interactive and intuitive than Craigslist ever was. You know, what I mean by a long yeah. shot. And so it's like just that platform because Craigslist was huge, mm-hmm. and and they did this, and Craigslist is dead. I mean, it's gone. Yeah, so it's over. Uh, yeah, I, I think Facebook is is. They're just smart. They continue yep. to do smart things, and I think this is part of it. Yep. They're uh, gaining the market. Well, that's uh, that's all we have on the news side of things, guys. Uh, but up next, we're going to do the, the game review of oh, yeah. Valorant. Order. Order in the court. What's your plea? This is the final verdict. Do you guys need a down-to-earth game review? You know, something from a perspective from somebody that's, you know, a dad out there struggling like you are, trying to keep life going, taking care of them kids, working, and have a game life. Well, that's what Mm -hmm. we're here for. And uh, we're going to put our dad's spin on Valorant. We're going to score it. We're going to go over, you know, what we think of the graphics, music, the game, uh, sound design as a whole. 
and just our experience so far um, playing this game. Now, if you guys are wondering what is Valorant and you haven't listened to previous episodes, Valorant is a free-to-play multiplayer tactical first-person shooter. It is uh, developed and published by Riot Games, who is also the uh, the developers of games like League of Legends, um, which is a very popular PC game. Now, this game itself is PC only, um, and it, it went into early access or, or beta access uh, on April 7th. And that's kind of when we started talking about it. Um, well, maybe a little bit after that is when it started gaining quick traction. And uh, they went well, the ahead. The thing about it is it gained traction not just as a as a beta. It gained traction as a serious esports contender uh, that pulled some major esport players from other large games. We talked about that. Yeah. While it was in beta. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's a big deal. Released. Yeah. Uh, the game itself was released June 2nd of this year, earlier this month. And um, so far, it's, it seems to have good reviews. Uh, the hype is still there. And uh, the Delirious Dads has got to get a piece of it. Um, if you're a dad out there and you've heard about this game uh, and you thought, oh, yeah, it kind of sounds all right, but you didn't realize it's free, this game is free. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're talking about you know uh, a game that's got all this hype around it, it's got you know professionals switching over to it. Um, it's got a very unique platform that we're going to dive into, and it's free to play. Mm-hmm. That's if you're a dad. That's they're they're speaking your language. You know what I'm saying? Free. And an, it's a and four another, letter word we like our kids to say. <laughs> yeah, and another thing to that is um, it's pretty accessible as far as your PC goes. Like Ryan, he's playing on an old old older desktop that's you know pretty it's aged. Not, it's not pretty accessible. My computer has problems when I run Skype. I have to use Shadow. If you guys listen to the show, you know I use Shadow. I've been going crazy over the lag that Shadow causes, which we realized wasn't Shadow, so I feel a little bit bad for trashing them for the lag so much. It's actually my display. But uh, we have realized that even though, I mean, we've tried a bunch of games on this computer, even games that are kind of like older games that have lower requirements, and it just can't handle them. It'll play them, but it'll be glitchy even when you turn it on low. Mm-hmm. Um, and I play Valorant on there, and I've had maybe out of four hours of gaming, five hours of gaming, two times that it kind of lagged up a little bit. And I couldn't tell you whether that was internet or computer. Um, yeah. Or it could be and, a driver issue. Yeah, it could be yeah. something else. But it definitely, when they said, you know, the, the, the Riot um, um, announcers for the game, they basically had said this. This will run on a toaster. That was their their quote that they said. Uh, they weren't lying. It uh, kind of really impressed me. I, I expected them to say that, but I didn't think it would deliver. Um, and it it runs really good, which is good because it will not play on a virtual machine. You can't play the game on Shadow or a remote PC. So it was lucky that it will play on my potato of computer. And it, it's pretty pretty sweet. It's an optimized game for sure. So that means your Nvidia uh, streaming service. Not gonna be able to run it on that. Yeah. I'm sure probably the same with um, with uh, what do you call it um, Stadia. So now I can tell you something that's interesting too. Before we jump into the game, is the total download size for this game is seven gigs. When you compare that to Call of Duty at 150, it's kind of unbelievable. Like ten times more, more than ten times more. How is it only seven gigs? It's it's crazy. And no, it doesn't have the graphics of Call of Duty. But it does look great. It's yeah. its own artistic style, very much Overwatch looking, right? If you, mm-hmm. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Um, 
Absolutely. And, and it is, it, it's a smooth, you know, I'm playing it on low graphics and the game looks good. I'm sure playing it on high upper level graphics, it's just beautiful. But yeah, so oh, let's, let's do it. What this won't play on is a Mac. We did have a friend that was watching the stream the other night when we were playing. He's like, I'm going to get on. It's free. I'm going to rock and roll with you guys. He jumped on his Mac. It is not made for Mac. It's mm-hmm. only for PC that are running Windows operating system. So we're going to we're gonna jump right in here um, as to what we thought. I mean, initially, um, the UI system in the game is a little tricky as far as if you're not used to things being very self-explanatory. Um then that might bug you a little bit about it. Um, but we're starting to get used to the UI and figuring out how to navigate the system as far as how you look at the, the things you collect in the game, um, mm-hmm. your records. Like it does have a feature that you can look back 10 games to see, you mm-hmm. know, how you've been doing. So that's kind of cool. Me and Hunter had a little hiccup and, and this is just to give people out there a, a heads up. Um, yeah. I had an older account that was connected to my League of Legends account back in the day when I tried the game uh, back in the day. So me and Hunter hopped on, and we were going to play together. Well, I kept sending him a friend request and trying to get him get him on there. Finally, we figured out how to do the whole friend friend request thing. Um, we get that set up, and then we can't party up. We're sending each other invites. We can't do it. So I have to look up the issue. Uh, the issue is some accounts on the game, um, it's, it's a glitch. They put you in the wrong region. Um, now the only way to, uh, get put into the right region is you have to go to the support page and ask them to change it for you. Problem is they're a smaller company, so you're not going to get an answer probably until the next day mm-hmm. uh, with that. So, um, I had an extra email, so I just went ahead and created a whole new account. Um, and it, it loaded me into the North American region where we needed to be. Um, if you're not sure what region it put you in guys, you can go to their store click into that and you can look at the currency for um, the microtransaction stuff. You can look at that currency and that'll tell you uh, where you're at. So mm-hmm. I was not in the United States on mine. I was dealing with rubles. So nice. Yep. Rubles, but <laughs> is it rupees? Rupees. Yeah, r- r- rube something. Rubles. Yeah. But uh, once, once we got in, once I made my new account, we were, uh, we were in like Flynn baby to understand the game. It's, it's pretty simple. It's uh 5v5 you basically it's it is what it is it's a tactical shooter um there's two different game modes that you're going to play uh they have the standard game mode which is uh it's a map where you you have 24 rounds total um and the point of the game is you get a spike one team has a spike the other team is on defense uh and which the point, be like a bomb to plant that's your spike right so you have this this spike as they call it and the person with the spike has to take it to an objective area. And usually on the map, it's either area A, area B. I think there's one map where you have A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to take it. You have to take the spike to that area. It's got a little, um, it's kind of like Overwatch. It's got a little outline of where you can plant that spike. Right. Um, and so the the idea is uh, the offensive team plants the spike uh, in the defensive uh, area. And then um, you have to keep your team from detonating or keep the defensive team from detonating your or defusing your bomb. Yeah. Um, Very simple concept, but very in-depth. You can can kill them, too. I mean, you can stop them from even planting. You can take out the whole team, right? Elimination gives you Mm -hmm. a win. It is single elimination. 
So that's what it, now, it is different than your normal game. You play and you die, but there's multiple rounds. So on mm-hmm. the on the quick mode, um, where you got all your extra abilities and all that kind of stuff, you're playing first to four, if I remember right. It goes three mm-hmm. three and then a tiebreaker. When you're playing the regular mode, um, what's that called? The regular mode? It's just regular mode. I think on ours it's called unrated right now. Unrated. unrated. Yeah, unranked. Unranked. That's right. Un, uh, the regular unranked version is is first to thirteen. So you actually play twelve and twelve. It's a long game. It's not what you're used to. It's actually has a vibe a little bit more. You know, what would you call? I wouldn't say it's like a uh, the ones where you wipe everybody out. Wow. It's not a battle royale. No, what do you call it? Yeah, battle royale. Uh, it's not a battle royale, but it's got the the, the kind time, of length the time to frame. the game like a battle royale. Yeah, yeah. You're close. Could be close to thirty minutes if it's an even oh, game. Yeah, it's twenty to twenty to thirty five minutes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, so and it's different. You know, you get in the game, points, like five. You're in the game. Yeah. So you're looking yeah. at it probably by the time you're done with it on a competitive match, probably about forty five minutes right. in one match. So uh, both both modes involve the spike. Um, planting and then the spike and then so the other team who is not planting spike their goal is to wipe everybody out or dis disarm the bomb the difference mm-hmm. is, is that on the unranked mode you have you know like you said 14 rounds you also have to buy uh your cash out every time so yeah, each round each round on that each round you you build money and then you're able to buy a gun and then plus your extra abilities and armor and stuff like that whereas the uh, quick spike round uh, gives you a gun to start mm-hmm. with every round. You don't get to choose. Plus, uh, your abilities are full, mm-hmm. um, except for there's one very special, special one that you yeah. have to build up regardless. And right. then, um, you know, of course, like Ryan said, it's first to four, so it goes much faster. Um, so if you want a quick match, you don't have to sit at the computer for 30 minutes. So Yeah, right. you there's definitely some more strategy to the unranked mode, which will soon be the ranked mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe already, depending on where you live, we'll talk about that in a second. Oh, okay. But um, the uh, the other mode is great for practice because you get all your abilities. So yeah. you really get to learn the character. I think that's kind of how they design that. You can quickly yeah. try different characters and kind of see how the game plays and you kind of sharpen your skills and then you go and use your strategic gameplay in the regular mode, the, the unranked or ranked mode. Mm-hmm. Um and to hit on that before we go any further, there actually is a patch that came out just today for um, Valorant, mm-hmm. and it's got it's got a lot of updates in it. Um, and there was supposed to also be a uh, rank mode was supposed to be released a few days ago, and they had delayed it. And they said that today, even with the patch, they weren't going to put it out because they wanted to make sure it didn't have any bugs before they put the the rank mode out. Um, I guess the patch went really well already. All mm-hmm. their their return information went well. So they have released um, ranked now by now, by this time, if you're listening on Friday, probably for everybody, me and Clint were actually, we, I mean, we knew the gameplay was called unranked, but mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out how is the, how's the match placement? Are they still kind of ranking you? Are they putting you against people of your own skill? Cause sometimes it seemed like you'd have a match where you just dominated mm-hmm. and you'd have a couple of those. And then all of a sudden you just get trashed. Like maybe it bumps you up against some tougher competitors from everything I saw, it's just been random from what I researched. They haven't been okay. doing any match placement that I could see. Uh, but, of course, in ranked, you will. That is how that will work. It will move okay. you up and down, just like playing. Um, Overwatch, the same kind of system. Yeah, Overwatch, yeah. And you have badges, you know, things like that. I guess in the in the beta mode, the top tier was called Valorant. 
which I guess confused a bunch of people. So that's not going to be Valorant anymore. That's going to be called Radiant. So the top tier is Radiant. You'll have these different badges and things that go along with it. The game has several different gun types. You have pistols, shotguns, assault rifles, heavy guns. So you have a a variety of guns you can pick. Um, Like we said on the, on the spike rush mode, which is your quick mode, you know, kind of like arcade style almost. Um, you just, every round you randomly have a different gun that it picks for you. Everybody starts out with the same gun, mm-hmm. but if you're playing that unranked mode, um, you will get to buy your guns as you go. So, um, when you first start the game, everybody starts with pistols, um, and that's all you have. And then next round, depending on how well you do in the previous round, you get more money. So if you did really, if your team did really sucky in this round, the next round you're not going to have as much money to spend. And right. you will run out of money, so you can't buy everything. Um, and it all resets. So um, if you die, you lose your gun. You lose your shields. Um, you do keep your abilities if you haven't used them in the in that round. Um, so that's the only thing that doesn't get taken away from you. So that's, What's y'all's opinions on the, on the guns so far in the game? Uh, I like them. I mean... I don't notice a major difference in the sense of um, there are some games that have a little, some guns that have a little more recoil, but your biggest difference in guns is in the kind of gun, I would say. So if you're going shotgun versus um, sniper rifle versus assault versus handgun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, those guns are different, but within each category, uh, you know, the, the game is really leans towards headshots. If you're yeah. good at getting headshots, no matter what gun you have, you can kill quickly. Yes. Um, I mean, I, so that's kind of what I've noticed. I kind of agree. I don't know. Uh, between the Phantom and the um, Vandal, mm-hmm. um, the Vandal to me uh, does a little better up close to me, but for some reason okay. on range, it's not quite as um, accurate accurate for me. Whereas yeah. with the Phantom, I can get some longer range uh, shots off, it seems like. But okay. that could just be random chance of headshots, right? Yeah, um, but well, you, I but, think the, the the just make sure I'm thinking right on the list there. You're talking about the very bottom gun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that gun does seem to get long range. Uh, almost, you can get single shot kills with that gun. Sometimes it seems like I guess with the headshot, but that one does seem to do a little bit better on kind of more ranged precision. In my opinion, I think you're right. Now this this game, you do notice the difference from shotties. Oh my gosh, yeah, rifles, drastic your, difference. You know. Yes. Um, how did you feel about the guns, Hunter? I like them. Um, I haven't played around with a lot of them. I found one that stuck with me pretty well, and then I kind of just used it. I forgot the name of it, but it's a, It's not a sniper rifle. It's in the rifles, but it's more like a marksman rifle. Okay. okay. It's not an automatic, um, and I like that because I, like, I do like a little bit longer of a range shot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, You have less of that recoil to deal with. I've gone back and forth between that and the heavy machine gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because if I'm gonna spray, I want to do damage while I'm spraying. So right, right. That, that is something with this game. Uh, when you guys do, if you do play it, you have to be mindful of the kickback of your gun, because um, that does, you know, if you're shooting with that assault rifle, mm-hmm. I mean, you are gonna start naturally going up, and so you yeah. gotta kind of force yourself to to aim back down if you're if you're trying to get that that headshot slash neck shot or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're using the shotguns the same way, I mean, it's, it's really drastic. You can't just mm-hmm. tech tech. You know what I mean? There's definitely a pretty big kickback. And um, e- even or what with, you call recoil, I guess. Uh, but Yeah, even with the pistol, I noticed if you're just tapping that, 
like over mm-hmm. and over and over again, your a lot of your shots you're you're gonna miss because that kickback. Mm-hmm. So you almost mm-hmm. gotta let it like come back, boom, shoot, come back, boom, shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to do when you're freaking out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't like campers, guys, sorry, there's some campers in this game. Oh, it's it's part of the strategy in this it's one. It's made up. Yeah, there's corners around uh, every one of your uh, goals. You know. Yeah, um, but. Where they- the spikes there's a lot of good corners to kind of camp up in so mm-hmm. but there's but, also plenty of, of abilities to counteract that oh yeah and, and as you learn the game always come from different angles too mm-hmm. i mean yeah there's so. a good balancing act to it um i don't want to go into like great detail on each character because there's 11 characters right now in the game and it'll oh, yeah. just take us a, a while to go through yeah, it's, um, it's, like we said it's a free game get on and discover those characters yourself for sure but they do have like your archetypes like you have brimstone who mm-hmm. is uh, kind of your archetype of he can push. Uh, he has these smoke smoke bombs he can drop that uh, basically cause uh, a distraction for the other team. They can't see you. Right. Um, so you can do that. He's also got like a missile. His special, he can do like a big missile launch where it drops on the entire little area that you pick. And mm-hmm. you can do that from wherever you're at in the map, which is helpful. Um, and then you have other characters like Sova, who, you know, he shoots his arrow. He can He can... Reveal the enemy team if they mm-hmm. get get into his area. Um, they've got another character. Um, they've kind of broken it up, Clinton. Kind of like uh, brute force, like you know, like your mercenary brute mm-hmm. force. Then they have stealth, and then they have um, surveillance people. Yeah, yeah. They and, and we, there is one character that's more of a. There's not as many that are like what I would call DPS. Like if you were playing Overwatch. But mm-hmm. the one character that Clint just started playing, what was her name? Raze. Yeah, she's that way. She's she's just kind of a beast and yeah. does damage to where a lot of them are kind of a mix between defense and offense. They're kind of a balanced character. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to unlock more of these unique characters that are more one-sided as the game progresses. I think right. that's what we're going to see. Yeah, that seems to be what it's looking like. Sage is another one that you, I think you mm-hmm. get her right out of the gate. She's one of the ones yeah, that you have she's right one-sided. out of the gate. Um, and she's very much healer. She can resurrect you. Support. Uh, that's her special. Yeah, support. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they do have some of that. But um, as much as it is like Overwatch, it's definitely different from Overwatch. I mean, you don't have anybody like a Reinhardt out there with a huge shield. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. not, you're not fighting that kind of battle. Um, right. Every character is still chaotic. relied on their, on their shooting abilities. Yeah, um, it's like, not chaotic in the way Overwatch is kind of like, it just gets kind of crazy, right? Because you keep respawning and you keep... Okay, do we wait when we're moving in? And, and it's just kind of go, 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 go in Overwatch. Um, and as you get better and better in Overwatch, it's not that way so much. Mm-hmm. But this game kind of starts off, uh, and it already feels kind of strategic. It yeah. already feels a little slower pace. It feels a little – and once you die, you're dead. That's definitely a big difference in the vibe, right? Mm-hmm. So you lose, you're done, you're out for the round. There's no coming back and bringing that back. You lost, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a different vibe. It's definitely – I would say it's the same art, same feel to the design of the game. Mm-hmm. It does not play the same way. It's pulled some ideas from different places, and it's very much a unique game. Yeah. I would say it's Overwatch, but with a little more realism. They took the yeah. approach of we're not going to have crazy creatures in this game. We're not going to have right. – I mean, right. Overwatch, in a sense, has like a gorilla and a hamster, but it's all mm-hmm. kind of sci-fi, whereas this is like much more – no, right. everybody's human. We're not, you know – we're not getting too mm-hmm. crazy with it, so it's, mm-hmm. it's, it takes some people, of that. People have called it uh, Overwatch mixed with CS:GO, and I really do 
back that. I feel like that's yeah. really close. a good description. This game is very much, as far as sound design goes, uh, thumbs up on sound design. You have to, you really have to play this one. It's probably best to be played with some good, a good gaming Surround headset. Sound. Yes, um, for sure. Yeah, because you're 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 listening for footsteps. That's what this game's right. all about. Because there's no sprinting in the game, so you're always running at full speed. Um, so you're always, and when you run full speed, you can hear footsteps from wherever you're at. So very loud the from, from wall, a good distance on the map too. Mm-hmm. So you hold shift to crouch or not crouch, but walk. Um, and that, that silences your, uh, your footsteps also crouch does the same thing. Um, so that allows you to sneak up on people. I like that. I kind of like that stealth strategy, um, mm-hmm. but it does kind of get you into trouble if you're peeking a corner. They see you, you're already holding down the shift button, you can't get back, you know, in time. I think the, uh, I've always thought that the spike was kind of crazy because it, it, it's so loud. Like, mm-hmm. you can hear it from the net, from the zone over. So sometimes I'm like, like if, if nearby or not. Yeah, you don't know if you're near it or not. Like, if you're in the middle zone and there's an A, B, and C, you don't know if it's an A or C, which kind of plays into the game. Like, you have to right figure out which way to go, but. Yeah, you can turn if that's where you. That's where you got to have surround sound. If you yeah. turn, you can go. Is it there or is it here? But if you didn't right. have surround sound, you you'd be screwed. You'd have no idea yeah. where it's at. Mm-hmm. And, and that spike sound really amps up your your uh, stress levels because it starts out slow, goes beep beep beep, and then as you're getting closer to where that thing's about to go off, um, it, it gets faster. Beep 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 beep. beep you know that bomb yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. And and the thing we did we didn't really cover yet, guys, is on defense. You can kill the offensive team, but if they planted that spike, you have to go find that bomb and defuse it. Defuse so, it. So you can be in like a, a one-on-two battle. Yeah, you one-on-two battle. You kill the other two guys, uh, and you might not have time to get to that bomb. So yeah. uh, that really gets the stress going up. That's like uh, Clint has employed a strategy when when he's been on uh, offense before to where I don't necessarily have to kill these guys. I just have to keep them from killing me for a little bit. Right. Yeah. I get that, until I get that spike to the point where I know they can't diffuse it. And he's done real well at doing that kind of stuff. A little bit of distraction, maybe shoot, and then back behind the corner. Enough to keep him uncomfortable with going and trying to diffuse. Right. Also not risking his life and letting them diffuse. So right. it's kind of, uh, there's definitely, as you play the game, your strategy starts evolving real quick because you're learning these characters and the maps. And it doesn't take very long to be, from the way you played the first three games are nothing like the way you're playing this eighth game. You know, it's mm-hmm. just completely changed. Uh, as far as music design goes, there's really not a lot of music in the game. I, you know, you have your menu music, but right. um, correct me if I'm wrong. There's really not any no, music not. that I can recall playing in the game. No. So no. that's definitely different. Um, but I like uh, the way it marks your characters. And uh, which is basically if you see somebody, it marks them on the map spotted. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. Overall, though, um, if you're a fan of first-person shooters, if you like Overwatch, don't turn your nose to it. I say try it mm-hmm. um, because I, I was thinking it was going to be too hardcore for me, but um, it's actually um, right up there with Overwatch with me. I mean, I, I, there's aspects of Overwatch that I like more, but that's just because I like that style. It's mm-hmm. really not necessarily a gameplay element. So overall, we're gonna give it. Uh, we're gonna give it a score. And it'll probably vary between us, um, but we're looking at first-person shooters, team-based first-person shooters, and we're going to rate this bad boy. Um, who wants to go that's first? A, that's going to include battle royales and stuff, right? I mean, I'm ranking it against like the new Call of Duty stuff. Yeah, I think I think all that's fair. Yeah. yeah. 
take the this would be a, a preemptive for me because we haven't played it that much, right? Like I said, we probably played it. No, we probably played eight hours of it, so long enough to know the game and to know what it's going to be about. I'm going to give it an eight, which is actually pretty high because I've really enjoyed it. It's a little skewed for me because I've been having so much trouble with my lag that I thought I was the worst player ever because I went like six <laughs> years off of playing any games. Mm-hmm. And then came back to gaming with these guys and uh, just have been horrible. And then just before we started playing this game, I realized what my issue was and it was lag. And I started getting more kills on Call of Duty uh, and haven't even got back to like uh, Rocket League without lag to see what that's like. But I'm actually doing well in this uh, to where I can be a, I can be the last guy standing and take out three guys. Never happens on any of the games we've been playing for this last right. year. I mean, I've just been trash. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm kind of skewed in the sense of I'm doing well, so I'm having more fun. And this one's based off your accuracy more too. So you can kind of see there. It's like, okay, yeah. Yep, yep. And so I'll give it that caveat. Now, if the game doesn't continue to release new characters and new maps, then it will fade quickly, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But if if they do well with that, then I think it's going to be a great game and it'll stay around an eight. And I think they're going to push it just like uh, Fortnite and uh, Apex and all those. Mm -hmm. Because I -hmm. I saw when you log in, it does say Act 1. I right. forget what the name of that chapter is, but it's like, yeah, that's what they say their plan is. I just hope it's consistent and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they've got experience with League of Legends, so yeah, and they've got like uh, hundred plus characters in that game, right? So I think know. that's that'll be the case here. And if it continues to expand like that, and you continue to see variants in characters and in maps, I think I'll, I might just fall in love with this game. Yeah, yep. It all depends on that content. What I do like about them is uh, I think they're dedicated to the competitive aspect. Um, mm-hmm. One quick thing that I forgot to mention in the review part, part, not to get off too far off subject, this game punishes you for leaving for any reason. Yes. And they're very strict on it. Um, when you start a game, you're in. There is no go-to-quit match. So yep. the and it'll way- penalize you, too, like if you're away from keyboard or AFK <laughs> and somebody reports you for doing so because people do that in this game because they don't want to quit. Mm-hmm. Um and that's going to give you a penalization too, to the extent that that my game, um, I thought that it froze, but I think it was my just my computer locked up for some reason. Like I said, it's a potato. Mm-hmm. We we rebooted, and it threw me back in the game, even after completely shutting down the game and rebooting. It knew what game I was in and put me back in, playing with Clint, and then still penalized me ten minutes I couldn't play. Yeah, wow. so it was yep. it's definitely serious. Yeah, so they they take it serious, but. That kind of excites me because you're like, okay, they're going to enforce their rules. It's going to be a yeah. highly competitive game. That's true. Yeah. So, yep. so your rank is going to be very real. You're not going to have anybody doing that, you know, stuff where they back out of a game so they don't hurt the rank. They're right. taking all that very serious. And, and I like that for sure. Yeah. Now, Hunter. Hunter hasn't quite got to play it as much because he went uh, went on his trip to see family. But Hunter, so far, out of what you've played, um, what what do you think? Where where does it fall on your on your scorecard? Um, as far as competitive um, multiplayer shooters, I'd have to give it an eight. Also, oh, okay. I think that I am being hopeful for what is to come too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm factoring in, like Ryan said, the the fact that there's going to be new characters, there's going to be new maps. I'm hoping that that the maps kind of get more creative. You mm-hmm. know. Um, I think it's uh, it, they're cool. Uh, you know, I, I'm not bashing them in any way. I think it's a very nice game. I think it's great, but I, I want to see more in the map development. And yeah, you know what we talked about the other day? How there's um, 
there's atmosphere and you can build atmosphere by what's going on in the background stuff mm-hmm. like that and i think overwatch even does that i haven't played overwatch but i've seen that they have stuff moving in their backgrounds and mm-hmm. they immerse you and i want to see more of that i want to kind of feel like why are we in this map mm-hmm. you know why and you know maybe that's not something that they 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 are going to lean towards because it is competitive they don't care well, about that stuff as much i was, was going to say it might be the whole the potato comment of well actually i was just going to say background i read that they're going to allow you to have that or not so that is that is something that's in their plans but right now it's built for the potato just like clint so so hopefully in the future they're going to allow on the upper level computers to uh even the even the uh animations of the explosions and things like that will be different for the upper level computers versus the potatoes okay right that's yeah, good. so based on what I've played so far, I'll give it an eight. Um, All right. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you. I'm giving it, though, I'm giving it an 8.5 for, for me. Now, uh, I know you're like, well, Clint, it's bare bones. But there's something about it. There's some there's some emotions that I felt playing this game that I haven't had in a long time playing any shooters. I agree. There, there's some things to it that remind me of old school 007 back in mm. the day, you know? I think it's the fact that you start out with pistols. So just, ah, you're going yeah. crazy, you know? So it's, it has kind of that old school vibe, but then it's also this intricate, like it is the new shooter. You know, it's, it's got those right. elements to it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they play to that. And then you add in the, that, o- that overwatch type art style and that feel of the characters. Um, it's just really getting me. So, so for me right now, 8.5, I'm having fun playing this game. Um, I like that so far it's not huge updates that I'm having to download. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. I'll go on record as saying if they just pump out updates and, you know, we're getting a new character on a on a decent uh, time scale, you know, um, I think it would bump to a nine for me uh, as far as shooters goes. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I'm just playing team shooters. And I think for me, like Overwatch has kind of been at that 8.59 scale for me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this game's right there with Overwatch right now for me. Put it this way for you guys. If you want it simple, I think all three of us, if we were to say, hey, we're going to get on and play tonight, none of us are going to say, what do you want to play? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Because we, we all know it's going to be Valorant. Well, we know for sure for Clint because the other night he did the one more round thing for like six rounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how you know, that's when you know Clint likes a game. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. So that, that that's when something – we're not just playing it and it's, uh, yeah, it's okay. We're, we're enjoying the game. It's a great mm-hmm. game. Um, I'm excited about it and and hoping that they really keep, uh, you know, pushing the pressure on changes and updates and all that stuff. If they yeah. do, I, I agree with Clint. I think it can be the one of the, you know, pretty much the next big shooter. But uh, that's going to conclude our show tonight, guys. Uh, we had a lot of fun um, giving you this new content, talking about this new game we've been playing. So keep your eyes peeled. Go check it out. You can always check it out on twitch.tv. Um, plenty of streams going live uh, with it. Uh, see what you think. Give us some feedback. If you don't agree with us, email us. Let us know. Um, we'd love to hear your comments. Heck yeah. For sure. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Um, if you have time, stop on over to YouTube's uh, Fun with Rory. You can check that out. That's Ryan's daughter's uh, YouTube channel. She's mm-hmm. got some uh, some videos for for your kiddos to check out. Yep. We've been on a stall. I'm putting some videos out for a few weeks because I'm working on this house again. But uh, I'll be back at it in a week or so, and then we should be getting them on there regularly. 
He's like, quit putting the burners on me, Clint. Jeez. You are. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Um, If you want to support the show, you can check us out over on Patreon. Uh, You can give us a donation there, a little uh, sub action. Um, That'll Mm -hmm. help. That'll help with uh, content. You know, we can put out more content uh, and uh, push, push harder. Um, But if not, we're still here. We're still live. Still loving it, baby. With that said. Stay delirious. Stay dadding. And stay gaming. This has been a Delirious Dads production. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash deliriousdadsgaming, twitch.tv, and YouTube. Make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.